just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. (laughs) We are friends. And everyone around the world, we're all friends. Just to let you know, welcome to The Rob and Callie Show. My name's Rob K. And I'm Callie Alpert. Welcome, everybody. What's up, Callie? Hi. It's so nice to... We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back and better than ever. Yeah, definitely. After a little little hiatus mini hiatus that's right you know television shows take a hiatus we took a hiatus (laughs) i think you know we're getting into that echelon of sort of entertainment where we're allowed to take a little break and come back and say hello to everybody i hadn't heard the opening song in so long i I was like i was like oh yeah that is our opening song that's so great yeah i like that song that always puts us in i mean it it always makes us smile and always makes us chuckle every single time we hear that totally we do say so ourselves yeah it's great so welcome to talkradio.nyc this is another episode of the robin callie show if you want to call in tonight the number is 877-480-4120 and we welcome all the listeners around the world the world really appreciate you spending this time with us and yeah we're back this is the first episode in a while we took a little break and um yeah you know this show has been a work in progress and there are a lot of different components mm-hmm. of the show there's business that we do behind the scenes keeping track of numbers how we're going to promote marketing we have our great new intern here tonight nicole Yay, welcome nicole. to the team nicole so grateful yeah for you. it's so it's so great nicole's going to help us get the word out on social media and we got sam behind the board tonight yay yay sam, sam. always deserve some props Sam is the Captain Kirk of this station (laughs) and uh, guiding it very well, going where no radio person has ever gone before. Um, So, um, so yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of different components to this show. A lot of things we do behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to get ready for the show, planning the show, topics for the show. And I myself needed a break. And I was very welcoming of it, and it was good to take a little break. We had done 60 episodes, which is a lot, Mm -hmm. and we're talking solid content because I know everyone's listened to every episode, and they're like, it is solid, great content. And uh, that was a joke, but anyway, (laughs) but yeah, so it was good to take a little break. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, I mean, I called it, you know, because people... Uh, we're asking, you know, um, and people that I was uh, in touch with. And I called it growing pains. I think it's really, it, it happens when you're working with anybody, you know, all, and especially I think when you're working with someone who you love, who's a friend or a partner or a family member or whatever it is, when you're as close as we are, um, you know, it's so intimate. You go through different growing pains and different sort of senses of what you want to do and maybe different opinions about how to handle the show. And so that's kind of the space that we were in. Yeah. Right. But I, but we didn't know we wanted it. We didn't really establish. We kind of, is it fair to say passively fell into a break once we had like that one conversation? Well, I think it was an epiphany that I needed a break. (laughs) I think you were were a little sick of me, I think is what it was. Well, I think I was just burnt (laughs) out in general. Like, you know, we put a lot of our heart and soul into this show and I think, um, you know, we ended up having a talk and I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, we'll continue to do a show together. Maybe we'll do separate shows or maybe we're growing creatively in different ways. And I was really psyched to hear that that part. Yeah. That was, that was my favorite part of the conversation. Yeah, I, fi- I figured. <laughs> I figured that felt really great. And, um, and then, you know, after talking about it and, you know, again, you know, creative stuff and projects that you really care about when you're, you have a business partner, sometimes you have to have tough talks and decide what's going on, just like any relationship. And I think it was after taking a little bit of time off, which we had planned anyway for the Jewish holidays and different things coming up, it was sort of like the universe's way of giving me a little break to realize, oh, this is what I need. I need a break, yeah. not necessarily to end mm-hmm. this or, or do something on my own. Um, but more about I need to take some time away from it, recharge and come back with some new enthusiasm, which I feel like I have. Right. So are you a new person? 
I'm the same person, just better version. <laughs> okay, good. So we're not broken up. We want to we want to announce that to everybody. We did not have a breakup. Although we are, I you know I started a life coaching show as far as like a, a video thing I'm doing on Concert Window and some other things I'm trying on my own. But at the same time, we're still doing this show, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. Yeah, definitely. So do we want to do a little um, schmooze first, or do we want to go right into our? No, you know, I kind of want to talk about two different things. Yeah. First of all, congratulations to the Cubs and the Indians. Big World Series starting tonight. History in the making. Huh? We're talking about curses being <laughs> broken, hopefully. Go Cubs. And you want to talk about the planets bringing a big change in as far as like closing an old era and starting a new one. These two teams both have not won the World Series in at least 45 years for one and over 100 years for the yeah. other. I love that it's a line that it's happening for them at the same time. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like the planets <laughs> are kind of lining up for maybe the old you know, saying goodbye to that and welcoming the new. So, yeah, World Series starting tonight. And then I thought... I was, I was hope, I mean, I was wondering, like, really how you're going to show up because I know how much you love all that. Yeah, no. That sports thing, that sports stuff. It's yeah. baseball, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, who did I hear today? Oh, Alex Rodriguez was talking on FAN today about how, for the first time in a long time, baseball is outshining football in the fall. More oh. people are buzzing and talking about baseball than they have in a long time in the fall so that's pretty cool interesting there's something else going on in this country right now and i'm trying to remember what it yeah i forgot oh oh, i think it's called the presidential election god help us yeah yeah I, I'm, spe- I'm speechless. Okay, right. It's so big and it's so all-consuming that I don't know where to start. And I waver because I, well, you know, I mean, we've we've talked about not talking about politics for plenty, of, you know, for for plenty of shows along the way. Um, but also, just in my life, I mean, obviously, it's all pervasive with everybody. And you know, I have first of all, I'm just I don't know how to process it anymore. I'm completely overloaded. Yeah. Um, I definitely make a point of separating myself. I had there's you know I have division with people around me that I love very much in terms of our political dogma just leave it at that keep it simple Um, and it's hard because this particular election and these two particular candidates are so um, there's just such a huge chasm and there's so much extreme love and hate between you know everybody's opinions that there's no conversations and there's no shades of gray and there's even people defriending each other left and right on Facebook. Oh my gosh! Which is kind of the consummate you know barometer of what's going on. In this I, I didn't know there were such dire consequences. <laughs> people are unfriending they each are. other. They are unfriending. I haven't unfriended yet, but yes, they are. Wow. So, yeah. That's pretty incredible. So, so, so how do you process it? Well, the funny thing is, you know, two of my passions in life, three of them: spirituality, sports, and politics. You know, an advocacy, really. That's one reason why I like politics. Um, but Callie and I talk about this sometimes, how um, she's a little uncomfortable talking about politics because she, she may not, or I'm speaking for you, but sometimes you don't feel as though you know all the issues and you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's also, I mean, I'm very deeply ideologically based and have very strong opinions and strong philosophies. But yeah, I just feel like there's so many people that do it for a living that are way on top of, you know, way savvier about the specifics that I want to be able to do it justice. It's also sometimes it can get, I mean, with you and I, we're not going to argue about politics. Um, But it's also that I think... Because we're huge conservatives. (laughs) Yes. At least we're (laughs) equally conservative. Did you see Rush Limbaugh? He liked a tweet that we put... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know, we could probably use the publicity, so maybe we'd sell out for Rush. I don't know. We'll see when that that opportunity comes, how we handle it. Right. (laughs) We completely disagree with you on pretty much everything, including we don't believe that's your name, but thanks for giving giving us props. He's got got a big following, so hey, let's, well, whatever. We could pimp ourselves out a little bit. Right. Um, No, I completely forgot what I was going to say. No, but I also think that it's, um, sometimes I just feel like, like I said, it's over inundated. There's so much conversation on the radio and television in our personal lives everywhere that I like to escape that and stay in a lane that's way more who I am which is the kinds of things that we talk about so it's just you know it's it's a variety of different reasons but go let's do it so so I wanted to bring it up because (laughs) one of the reasons why I like to talk about politics is looking at the big picture like all the energy that's going on and spiritually what's Mm -hmm. happening and you know there are big shifts going on I think we're seeing a two party system turn into a four party system that's what I personally think there are going to be more choices for candidates Um, and I think it's been great seeing 
you know, when Bernie was out there and just the fervor and excitement for him when he was an outsider and no one thought he had a chance to yeah. even give Hillary a run for her money at all. And there he was <laughs> possibly getting the nomination. I thought that was so exciting because it just shows that change can happen so quickly, just like when the president ran in 08 and he, he wasn't really ready to run for the presidency at that point. I think he was going to wait another four years to be a senator and the excitement for him and the enthusiasm from the public was like, no, we want you to w- run now. Yeah. And he was like, all right, you know, let's start following that North Star, you know, yeah. goes to the White House. Yeah. So I think there's something exciting about that energy. But now that we're we're down to these two candidates and we've seen a really messy election oh that's been very negative. I just want to talk about something that has sort of brought me some joy or made me happy. And that said, I just hate a bully. I just hate a bully. And one of the things that I've learned how to and do. And I hate a narcissist. So we have something in common. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, and I think those two qualities apply to this person <laughs> we're talking about. Anyway, so, but the thing is that um, I've learned how to stand up to a bully. And it's something I work with clients with. I, I talk to my friends about using their voice and standing up for what they believe, especially if someone is trying to uh, demean them or insult them or bully them. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that in the debates she was going to kick his ass mm-hmm. and she did she and it, did. the great thing about it and no matter who you're supporting in the election I just want to say this it was just great to see a woman stand up to a man like that and I don't mean to genderize the whole topic but it was cool to see a woman say no you're not going to treat me like that and to see a strong woman who still you know can be feminine and I just I really liked seeing that <laughs> because she's the epitome of femininity. Well, I think no, no, <laughs> no. I'm just no, but I'm I, playing. I, I but think I, she, I appreciate she, your comment. Yeah, I think she <laughs> has some some feminine sides <laughs> to course, her. Of course, of course. No, you she's know, a I robot, like everybody says. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I'm very, I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan. And Hillary has my vote. And yes, there's a big shocker. I've just declared it publicly. In case anybody was surprised. But no, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, there's so many things. I am, um, first of all, we have to remember that she has been um, up against this sort of energy her entire, at least professional life, as, as we know. We don't even know about her personal, you know, what she's dealt with personally. Yeah. But as a public servant for all of these decades, well before women, there were as many women that were in the positions that they are now in the Senate and Congress, et cetera. Um, and just generally in politics <clears throat> and public servants, she actually she's just put up with so much. So to see her getting to this place, number one, feels so well earned in my eyes, but also sort of breaks my heart and fascinates me that this is the most important pivotal place in her entire professional career, and this is who she's facing. Yeah, you know, I'm still working on my more uh, my larger. Um, cosmic explanation for it but sometimes when there's a big change happening there's a dichotomy like that there's where you feel you're in like an underworld or it's like what is going on but there is a big change happening in the republican party and the democratic party so i think that's one reason why we're seeing it yeah the other thing is um i just really liked seeing her be commander-in-chief like during the debates i saw a commander-in-chief and i really appreciated that so with that, we wanted to get that out of the way. We're going to take a break from politics, and you can take a break. Oh, I just from, got you just got me started. There you go. We'll have to do it's it. All next, pent up. We'll do it next show. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show, and you can take a break from politics and keep listening. We will be right back. And welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. We are back after a little hiatus. If you'd like to join, well, let's let's talk about what the topic is, and then invite everybody to join the and, conversation. And I also want to welcome all the nasty women to the show. Absolutely, we've got plenty of nasty women. All right, well, if we're going to talk about nasty women, I have to tell you guys, <laughs> tell the tell the, the listeners what I just told you during the break, which is that I just got the greatest gift from my sister, which is um, panties that have a big, uh, like a pussy cat on the panties. Is that? That's not too graphic, right? That's, that's I think it's fine. No, that's not too crass. Don't, we sent, have viewer discretion or <laughs> listener discretion, so it's fine. She um, And uh, she sent it to me and a uh, handful of um, girlfriends, and we're all going to wear them on Election Day, just in solidarity with whatever you want it to be. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you to my sister, because it's like my favorite gift ever. Um, wow. One of them. So the topic tonight, appropriately, is the importance of taking a break. 
And there's so many forms in which taking a break comes. I mean, we kind of deconstructed it a little bit in the first segment, just in terms of, you know, how we as friends and business partners and co-creators needed to take a little bit of space. And, um, you know, I think that there's so many forms in which taking a break comes. But I think that the gist of it is, is that it's a really important and valuable thing to recognize when you need space in whatever way from yourself, from your situation, from your loved ones, whomever it may be. Um, And so, you know, for me, because in this situation, you were probably in more need of it, at least consciously than I was. And so at first it threw me off a little bit. Um, But now in retrospect and each week that we weren't here, I actually enjoyed it probably equally to you. It just wasn't something that I, you know, like I said, that I was aware that I needed. So I think for me, the lesson in it um, initially is that sometimes it's it's good just to be to get quiet and to um, assess things that are around you so that you and, and just to stay in check with yourself. Like I said, I didn't feel like I needed one. I didn't feel burnt out. I didn't feel, you know, sick of <laughs> sick of you. Um, but the idea of having that space actually felt really nice. So I guess on some level, you know, I, I did need it, hmm. you know. Yeah, sometimes you realize it quickly, sometimes slowly, you know, and I think the important thing is taking a break, no matter what it is, you know, and we're going to address a lot of different types of breaks tonight. Um, It's funny, I was telling Callie, Callie didn't know that we were on a break from Friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was telling her that the episodes (laughs) when, when Ross and Rachel were on a break and what happened and them breaking up, and sometimes a break turns into a breakup, and sometimes a break turns into getting closer. So it depends. I was thinking the analogy that it's like an artist at a canvas and painting and um, they suggest to artists and any type of creator that when you feel like you're hitting a wall or you're pushing yourself and it's just not working that you just walk away and take a break. And then when you come back to the painting, you're going to see it differently. You'll see new colors and new ways to use colors and new ways to paint. And that's how I kind of feel about the show. Mm -hmm. Just taking the break was a really good way to rest and rest my creativity for a while and pick it up again and connect with it and be like, Oh yeah, let's try this or let's try that. And, and just sort of grow in a new direction. So I, I think it's really important. And I think the, the key word for tonight is to like allow yourself, you know, or the key words, allow yourself, especially if you feel like you shouldn't take a break or you can't take a break, you know, just whatever it is, just walk away from it for a little while. Yeah. Um, I want to just say quickly before we continue that if anybody would like to join the conversation or tell us how they like to take breaks or the significance of any form of a break that they've taken lately, please give us a call at 877-480-4120. We'd love to hear from you. Um, To the point about sort of creative taking a break and then walking away from the canvas, I've always loved that metaphor and makes me think of even um, the last time I had a job that was really all consuming where I was working like 15 hour days, literally sometimes did not take time to go to the bathroom, definitely not to eat, which is not healthy in and of itself, as we know. I can only go for so long. Callie, what's that (laughs) bucket there? You're like, just forget about that. Ignore the bucket. What did you want to talk about? That memorandum? Yes, let's talk about that actually there was one um, one time at, you know and I, at this gig actually we used to get a lot of like um, s- samples of things sent to us and someone sent us a uh, you go girl which was a little um, I don't know if it ever made it to the market but it was a way for women to pee like in, you know if they were in the car or something didn't have access to a bathroom it was like a little cup I, mean, right. I don't need to go into the but it was yes and that's what it was called so right some so if, level. if you're listening right now and you're driving and you need to urinate please just stop and go use the bathroom <laughs> um, but literally that's you know what it was and sometimes you get so caught up in the momentum or the adrenaline of what you're doing professionally creatively and I also think that there's something to be I, I believe a lot of people feel like taking a break is a sign of weakness whether it's a small break or a large break Um, and I'd like to talk more about that but I really I had to remember to stop and sort of interrupt my own flow to literally walk out the door walk out of the building take a walk around the block call a friend do something that refreshed me and just and sidetracked me from what I was doing incessantly for all of those hours 
Um, and so it comes in big and, and small forms. But I think that, you know, one of the um, maybe more um, essential points of this to note is that it's not a sign of like cowardice or backing out or not, you know, manning up to take a break. Again, whether it's a vacation or a break from a relationship, which we'll get more into, or a break, you know, from your job, from your desk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's why Europeans think we're crazy. Yeah. Because, like, the fact that we even have to say, yeah, it's not cowardice, you're not weak, <clears throat> excuse me, to take a break. Like, that's how they live their life over there. It's like as far as, like, taking lots of vacations and taking time off and not being workaholics. They look at us like we're insane, and we are. You know, we live in this, <laughs> we, we live in a workaholic environment where people are so f- focused on achievement and getting and money. And that's all good. You know, I'm all for success. It's just in moderation. And if I'm doing it at the expense of my health or my enjoyment, you know, I need to make an adjustment there. I I don't know. I've never and I have been a workaholic when I was in car sales. I was on the car lot 28 days out of the month. I mean, I was always on the car lot and Mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily make me a better car salesman. In fact, I think I wasted not only some parts of my life back then being on the car lot, but I I it drained my energy. It didn't make me want to go out and sell more cars. I was so afraid of losing a deal that that's a great motivator. Just, you know, (laughs) terror, you know, just fear. So I'm like, if I leave the car lot, I'll miss a deal. So I'm just going to stay here and just make it my life. And that's what I did for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that lesson that I could be just as successful in maybe a third less of the time. It's the FOMO effect, right? The fear of missing out thing yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a very close friend of mine the other day. Um, we owed each other a conversation about sort of the chasm in our rhythm with talking to each other. And um, she lives on the West Coast. So, you know, that always is a bit of a challenge, too. And we had to, you know, we had to sort of have a little, um, you know, bonding conversation to catch up for lost time and kind of talk about how we had fallen out a little bit our rhythm had fallen out and um, a lot of it was is was attributable to how busy she is in a way that I wasn't aware so she was reminding me of all this but one of the things that was so cute before we went into the details of our you know our situation is she said to me she's like I just need to say as a disclaimer just to be really clear there's no part of me that thinks any of this is cute or a definition of who I am is my identity my busyness it doesn't turn me on it's not sexy I'm not trying to impress anybody and I don't get off on it you know because a lot of people do you know for her it was really just the nature of where she's at yeah yeah and that happens sometimes right yeah um, yeah, it's just funny. Just, you know, I'm thinking about a spiritual advisor who said something to me, um, a couple of weeks ago. And he said that instead of grabbing for the fruit off the tree before it's ripe, just wait and be patient and then let it fall right into your hand. And that to me is another example about taking a break. Like, uh, right now I'm working a recruiting job and, uh, a lot of times I'm just sending emails and calling people all day. And sometimes I get frustrated with the lack of response or things happening. And I literally need to get up, like you said, from the computer and go to the gym, go for a walk in the park. I really suggest to people, and I suggest this to clients all the time, if you're having a really tough day and you're finding that you're chained to your desk, just take the shackles off, go outside and find a tree or trees And just get around some nature because that always gives me a shift. You know, it always helps me disconnect from the stress and just get into a place where I can breathe a little bit easier because the universe is making the world go round and round and round without my help. Right, exactly. It's still happening out there, people. We're not that important. Right. All those moments are not that essential to making the world go round. Right, right. So it's like, you know, if I go take a break, the world's still going to go around. And then maybe some of the things I want to come back around my way will because I did take a break. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say go outside and hug a tree, man. Just for a minute. That's what I, that's how I would have finished that sentence if we were doing like a Mad Libs sort of thing. I love Mad Libs. Do they still make Mad Libs? I don't know, but I still have, I drew, I have my old ones from the 1980s. Um, I still have, I still have them. I you dug know, them up I, recently. I bet there's a Mad Libs app. Oh my God. There, there probably is. If yeah. there isn't, hey, maybe I, I need to get We on should that. do that for a show. See, we're getting new creative ideas already <laughs> after taking a break. We'll just finish each other's, try to finish each other's sentences. Well, blanks. 
Yeah, we did, but I think we should do it. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> um, I was going to say, though, to your point about getting outside, and it is true, and I can so attest to this, because I get into this, too, if I'm wor- whatever it is, you know, where you get stuck again in that, whatever your um, the mode is, and just and you're afraid you're going to break it up or, or interrupt your own thoughts or your own productivity if you extricate yourself from that. But it's always helpful. And Andrew Weil, who's one of my favorite um, integrative doctor gurus on the planet, you know, has always talked about that. I to, I, I have had the pleasure of interviewing him, him him a few times and I asked him once if you could pick one and this is when I was in the throes of you know this job that I'm talking about and just a lot of stress and long days and I said if you could just pick one thing out of all the infinite in, infinite wisdom of the things you you know you suggest people do just give me one because I probably can only fit one into my day he said to um, go outside and walk around the block yeah second to like a breathing exercise or something like that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's so important and it's such a simple thing (laughs) to do and a lot of times you know when we're tied in knots and we can't even hear ourselves think because we're so stressed out and we need to take that break I can't get in touch with my intuition and I can't really listen to myself at all and when I go outside and I walk around the block it just gives the universe a space to sort of connect with me more and get grounded and just maybe hear my intuition tell me some new ideas or something that I wasn't able to really hear before because I'm so caught up in the momentum of whatever I'm doing in a way that (coughs) is just, um, I don't know if addictive is the word, but it can be a wild ride that's not that much fun. You know, when I was younger, I liked wild rides like that, you know? (laughs) Wow, he's really smiling. I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. It's like well, such a good smile. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, when I was younger, there were ways I could get thrills, you know, that were very exciting. And, and these days I still can get thrills, but maybe not in the same <laughs> so way wistful. all the time. Are you suggesting that I give some of that stuff up? No. That, that, that stuff. No, I wasn't even stuff. talking about you. <laughs> I wasn't I'm just even, relating. I'm y- trying to relate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think you need to give anything up. <laughs> you got some crazy good things going on. Okay, good. All right, just checking. Um, so I guess when um, the next part of this conversation really is... Um, probably to broach the different kinds of breaks and the different kinds of relationships that require breaks. Um, So we will do that when we come back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Robin Kelly Show. Tonight, we're talking about the importance of taking a break. And we just took a break from the show. So we're coming back fresh. (laughs) Nice segue. We get a whole new perspective on the show tonight and so feel free to call in the numbers 877-480-4120 so we're going to talk about relationships and taking a break from relationships and there are lots of different kinds of relationships but Mm -hmm. i think one of the components in a relationship that may precipitate a break or taking space is when you get sick of each other when you're just in each other's face too much or you're spending too much time together or maybe you're getting too close and why are you looking at me like that well, you know, given our recent history, Callie, I just thought it was it was good fodder for the making. No, so um, I, you know, there have been times in my life where um, maybe I was in a relationship of some kind, and I'm just like, you know, I can't talk to this person for no. a little while, or maybe they didn't want to talk to me. Um, but I was thinking about when I was dating a woman, and this was a relationship I've, I've talked about peri- periodically on the show that was like one of the first really healthy long-term relationships in my life. And I was so challenged as far as intimacy at that point in my life. Like I just was not good at letting someone get that close to me. And I had all these unconscious ways of pushing someone away. And one of the ways that I I was very good at pushing a a woman away was to look to the end game or look ahead and be like, well, I don't think I'm going to marry her. I don't think we're going to move in. So why would I even date her? Instead of letting nature take its course and letting us grow together, I was trying to figure out what was between us and it would push us apart. Mm -hmm. And so in this particular relationship, there were a couple of times in the beginning of the relationship where I broke up with a woman because I just didn't see a long-term future at that point. Um, and I wasn't sure I felt like I should just know. And, you know, thank God that, um, each time we broke up in the beginning, she kind of knew that I was just pushing her away. She could see it as a defense. And, um, because we would take those little breaks, those couple times in the beginning, it gave me time to miss her. 
And so I suggest to clients and people, I'm like, you know, give people space to miss you. You know, it's such a, a powerful thing when you take a break. Yeah. It's also, and it comes in so many forms because there's often, I mean, I, I can speak to um, a relationship that I had years ago where we took a break because things were just not healthy and it was, it was necessary and it was used almost as a litmus test to see if we would break up or, or make up basically. And um, I'm thinking of some people in my life now um, that have been married and raised families together and been together for many, many years <clears throat> that have um, had, you know, whatever issues and challenges and things that maybe with another couple would have sent them in their separate directions had they not really stopped and looked at the situation and sort of sat with it and decided that a separation or taking, you know, that kind of a break was necessary. Um, and sometimes for months, sometimes for years where they um, are working very consciously in a way that now is really working for them. And one couple that I'm thinking of, very dear um, old friends, that are coming back together and they're better than they've ever been. So it really, um, whereas like in my situation, just to reference the relationship that I just brought up, it was really more of a, um, uh, it, it was a crisis situation. And so to keep it from, you know, prevent it from getting more inflammatory, it was really a reactive sort of break. Yeah. that we needed to take for our sanity. We did come back together, but ultimately the same issues were present um, and the break was just a little bit of a, it, it faked us out for a little while and ultimately we weren't meant to, you know, to be together after five years. So, mm. but again, to your point, it really just is about, I think, just creating space and sitting with it and being comfortable in the uncomfortable and not letting other people define what it means to break up or live separately for a while it can work really to people's advantage it's a good process yeah yeah i'm just thinking about that time i was in a cult remember that thing i, I talked that about thing yeah well, i was in a cult and i remember when i got out of there and i was living in this garage apartment that i was renting in bradenton florida no ac there it was but it was the first place oh, yeah. that i had on my own in a long time and i remember i was in silence i didn't have a tv and i remember thinking this is the first time I can hear myself think in years because mm. I was always used to someone like telling me, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or criticizing me or whatever, like always on my case. And this was the first time I had freedom where I was just on my own and I could hear my own thoughts. And that kind of break was so welcome just to realize that even taking a break for the silence is important. You know, if you're in a relationship where you're talking all the time on the phone or you're always texting, texting each other, or can we talk about taking a break from your phone? I think we'll talk oh, about yeah. that oh, next segment. That. Have, yes. We're going to talk <laughs> about that. that. We're talking about technology too. next, yeah. but it's like taking a break. Sometimes you just realize, Oh wow, I have some peace yeah. and that's nice. Yeah. So I can, you know, hear myself again. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people are not comfortable with silence in their space and don't realize that silence can be a huge contributor to progress. Yeah. It makes them uncomfortable. I think, and I can speak to this too. I've been in relationships where we're constantly working so hard to work something out and a break can just be, you know, um, just the the for the space that you need to stop trying so hard and just to give yourself a break and to recalibrate because you get desensitized when you're in certain dynamics. Again, we could relate it to work. You could relate it to relationship, a romantic one, a friendship, um, a relationship with yourself, but you lose perspective. And yeah. so a break is a good way to just sort of let the pendulum swing back to the middle and find your way. Yeah, and it's like when it sort of goes back to episodes that we did before um float uh, was it floating um, swimming upstream versus floating, floating downstream, downstream yeah or making it happen versus letting it happen mm -hmm. you know i'm a taurus and so sometimes i like to just barrel right ahead you know and i'm just going to use brute force to go forward and get what i want and achieve what i want to achieve and sometimes i just need to stop trying to push so hard and make it happen and figure it out. You know, I call myself a recovering figure outer for a reason. And it's like sometimes I need to take a break and not have to fix that puzzle or find the solution to that puzzle. Sometimes the solution will find me if I take a break. 
There's also the, I think we just re, we re referred to this a little bit earlier, but there's the break that you didn't know you wanted to take or the break that's sort of imposed on you because the other person wants to take a break and you're not, you know, aware that. Why that are you, you looking at me? Because <laughs> 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 um, I was just thinking, I was just actually just trying to compose my thoughts. Um, but, you know, I'm. Uh, it's so great to see you in the studio. I know. We love each other, miss each other. Um, a friend of mine, you know, it happens with... See what happens when you take a break? <laughs> you get more love in the world. <laughs> My, um, a friend of mine and we spent the day together with an, another friend on, on Sunday. And at one point we were, the three of us were having a conversation that had to do with um, how much you need to talk about things and work things out versus... And what it's like when you're met, when you're not met with somebody who has the same receptivity or doesn't speak the same language and you get a lot of grunts and discomfort and what it's like to work things out and find peace within, you know, different relationships. And so... Um, and my, my friend and I had had... You know, we had traveled together. Um, it was almost a year ago. It was at the end of last year. And we had a trip that got a little funky and we didn't have the greatest time for a variety of reasons. And when we came back from that trip, we didn't talk for um, three months. And it wasn't like either of us sat down and decided that's not what we were going to do. It just sort of passively happened, which is not normally my style. It probably is a little bit more his style or his comfort zone than mine. But I let it, it, because the space was just sort of presenting itself to us, the break was just showing it showing up I you know I went with it rather than fighting it and forcing it and what what it came to was when we finally did sit down um and again we gave ourselves some space and then finally I just called him and told him I missed him and like let's see each other and we sat down and had a beautiful healthy adult kind loving conversation where we both said our piece and we were actively listening to the other one we sorted out our stuff and it was great that wouldn't have happened if we had forced the issue a month or a month and a half earlier. Right. You know? Right. Um, so it's, it might not feel cute while it's happening. Yeah. It might not feel like something that you knew you needed, similar to even what we said earlier about us, but I think it always helps the cause. I do. Yeah. And I think especially in fights, you know, fights have their own timeline. Absolutely. And when it starts getting mm -hmm. really vicious or you're attacking each other, definitely time for a break. And, um, you know, because there's only so much fighting back and forth that's going to be constructive at all. Sometimes it's good to vent stuff and say stuff that you wanted to stay, but say. But at the same time, when it gets really hurtful, that's when I suggest you take a break. Be like, you know, let's talk about this later. I'll call you tomorrow or something like that or, or call you in a week. You know, and even when we were going through this, you know, there were some insults going back and forth a little, a little attacking here and there. And I remember... Um, I think you said something like, um, uh, oh, no, was, when we were talking last week, you were like, I just want to remind the both of us that we're both a little vulnerable about this. Let's be a little careful with each other, that kind of thing. And you can have that perspective and that care after you've taken the break when you're in the heat of battle and you need to stop and just walk away for a while. Heat of battle sounds so romantic and like epic. Wow, like that. Um, <laughs> but also, and just to um, to the point, you know, about this the story I just told. He and I didn't. We actually didn't fight. I mean, it was a little icky, but we 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 didn't fight. We never got to a place where we were fighting. And then when we came back home, we just didn't talk. And part of our conversation when we came together is that he, to his credit, was saying that part of the reason he didn't reach out to me is because he found himself having a lot of residual anger toward me and himself, and he didn't want to use it incorrectly or lash out right. and he also wanted to check himself right and I had my own version of that too so you know it comes in so many different forms it's also I mean taking a break could come in the form of the old cliche count to 10 when you're angry when you're taught as a kid to just breathe for a second instead of spouting out rea you know reactivity yeah so just yeah another little version yeah and it's like when we're that triggered we just need to deactivate the trigger and a lot of times for me that's saying you know what I'm really upset let me call you later and then go to the gym and you know, get on the punching bag or you know whatever I needed to go do to get some of that aggression out because I have this warrior side in me that loves a good fight that you know I realized the other day and I never really thought about this but I grew up in a household where there was a lot of debating and a lot of defending yourself and getting your point across and you really had 
had to be a good debater in my house. You really had to know how to argue. I think that was one of the ways that we communicated with each other back then. And it didn't occur to me until yesterday that that's what made me a good debater and a good fighter. And sometimes I need to control that warrior in me and say, you know what, let me take a little break. (laughs) (laughs) But at least you have the mindfulness to do it, you know. Um, I mean, I had to learn. I try. Yeah. Well, and um, and conversely, I had to just listening to you. I'm realizing I had to learn. I don't know if this is more of a female thing. If I'm generalizing, it feels like with the women that I know, it, I can probably generalize um, fairly that we don't like to sit with um, unpleasantries. We like to work them out, sort them through in the moment rather than letting them fester. It, it, it generally speaking, again, a man, you know, and crawling into the man cave or processing in a separate kind of way versus in the moment let's take care of this let's get her done is you know tends to be more so I've had to really learn not that I'm you know I like the idea of breaks and sitting and finding quiet and all that Mm -hmm. but I've had I've had to learn to do it when it has to do with somebody that I love and let you know because time ticks by yeah and it you know it's 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 a challenge well it's funny because i was thinking about that like you know guys in their cave it's like me rob <laughs> me need to go to cave <laughs> and me, me be rob- back <laughs> right and we're like knocking on the head where are you I'm coming out of that cave it's too go away <laughs> i talk to you when ready <laughs> exactly and that's kind of how it feels and how it feels that's how it feels being on the receiving end of it yeah but, um, so i do think that that's more of a gender thing too often yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we're guys and girls, and that's going to happen. So, again, tonight we're talking about taking a break, breaks in all forms. If you want to call in, it'd be great to have you join the conversation. And when we come back, we're going to talk about taking breaks from technology, yes. which is a big thing for me. We will be right back. And welcome back to the final quarter of our hour of the Rob and Callie show. Rob's looking at the clock like, wow, that went fast. Can I tell you something? It went by so quickly. I thought this was the third quarter. I didn't realize (laughs) this is the end of the show. I know. It always happens. It tends to, you know, sometimes when we come in, we're like, what are we going to? talk about how are we going to break it down yeah. and then it's it's like a blink which is which is nice it's a nice sign um so we're talking about taking a break the importance of taking a break and all the forms in which it comes from small to big relationships to jobs to taking breaks with yourself um sam had brought something up during the break which sort of circles back to um something that i think we talked about that i or i mentioned earlier about um Often taking a break is deemed as sort of a cowardly thing or a cop out thing, but it really t- it, it it can take you know and somebody that's mindful to recognize when it's necessary. Conversely, there are plenty of times and situations where it is escapism and where it might be more beneficial to sit with something that's uncomfortable as opposed to um, saying I need to get out of here and I need to you know get away. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to think of examples of what it would be. I, I'm trying to think of my own life when I do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I, you know, I think, <clears throat> if anything, I have the opposite problem where I'll keep attacking the problem or the discussion or something mm-hmm. instead of, you know, running away from it. Yeah. I'm sure there have been times in my life where I've done that. Um, and yeah, I guess it's something to keep an eye out for. Like, are you in denial that there's something going on here? Are you running away? You know, I, you know, I can speak to when I haven't done it because yeah, I like to kind of deal with things head on as hard as it is and sometimes I have to push myself oh you're talking about that time when you wouldn't return my phone calls for like six (laughs) months and I had to hire a private detective to find out where you lived and then I sent that candy gram and finally you picked up the phone and called me it was the dozen roses and the stripper that got me I was was wondering what it was Um, for me I think one of the big differences though uh, where I can feel like I can face something head on versus when I feel more of a reflexive thing to escape and run away is when I feel safe versus not safe when I'm with my people versus when I'm not with my people when I feel like I can trust that I'm with somebody with whom I speak a similar language and we've already established a safe ground so we know it's icky and uncomfortable but we know we come from a place of love versus I'm thinking of plenty of work experiences where I was amidst people that were bullying on some level in subtle ways because you don't think of bullies in the workplace when you're equals on paper but where I felt bullied or felt sideswiped and whenever I tried to bring something up with you know whomever it might have been um, it didn't go well so I got conditioned to just sort of run away from it 
So that's sort of one example of it. But, mm. you know, I think there's probably plenty of situations where people are in relationships, too, where they just don't feel like dealing with it at the moment when yeah. maybe they should. Yeah. And, you know, that happens. Everyone has their own thing. Sometimes yeah. it's fight or flight. Some yeah. people are into flight. Yeah. And even if there's something that needs to be faced, they just don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I think the key thing is when you when you're in pain about it, that's when you need to take a break. You know, there's a certain amount of pain, no pain, no gain. And you have to have tough talks. But if you find that you're going in circles and there's not really a lot getting done, then maybe it's time to take a break in that way. And as far as avoiding it completely, you know, maybe it's just about having compassion for the other person that that's how they deal with confrontation and try and maybe just be as gentle as you can, but as firm as necessary to, to have some sort of discussion. Yeah. Or to remember, too, this is something that's, um, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, that's come and um, I've learned a lot of lessons about this in the last few months, mm. is that even when you feel like you're in a place where you're really in need of help or tackling a situation or confronting something with somebody that, um, and they're not in that place, they have their own story going on, their own life, their own BS, their own troubles, and... Um, they might not take up as much space as yours do in the moment, but it doesn't make them any less, you know, important. And sometimes it is just a timing thing, you know, so it's and that's what, um, to your point about compassion, that yeah. even in the times when it feels really inconvenient, compassion can come in very handy. Yeah. And it reminds me of that Plato quote, be kind to everyone you meet because they're fighting an enormous battle. Yeah. So everyone has their own stuff going on, you know, and it's about sort of trying to be kind to one another you know i i find myself thinking about that a lot these days which i'll talk about being kind to myself by taking a break from my phone soon but i find myself thinking a lot about kindness just in general you know it it's so nice for us to be kind to each other and guys it kindness is not weakness i just want to remind men of that thank you sure um so getting back to taking a tech break. That's right. So I don't a big topic. So I don't have my phone on me. I leave my right. phone at home sometimes. Right. And I like like when I used to come home and check voicemail and see who called me. I like to do that sometimes. So I leave my phone at home sometimes. Yeah. I just think it's so I, I don't anymore um, because my parents just gave me a little a little ream recently for being so inaccessible on the phone because I actually hate talking on the telephone. Wait, you disconnected your Commissioner Gordon Bat landline, <laughs> Batman line with them? I actually did. Did you know that I had one? I thought, yeah. That's I, so funny. I saw this red phone when I was at your apartment. I'm like, what's that? You're like, that goes right to my mother. I really did. I really did. Oh, I put something <laughs> You're like, wait, my mother's calling. Hold on. <laughs> I did have the $30 a month landline that was just expressed. Like, I didn't even know the phone number. It was really just for, you know, just for family or God forbid for emergencies. But that's no longer um but i just you know i think the idea of like you know i for me it's pretty easy to check out of tech you know to turn my phone off to not have a phone on a dinner table to um not have it you know the ringer on when i'm on public transportation or when i'm eating dinner even if i'm by myself to um try to you know stay away from television especially now with the onslaught of what's going on with the election and news it's just too much you know too much overkill and just to find some sense of quiet um but i think again it is a national epidemic i think it's a true addiction and you know we know this this is old news you walk down the street you go to any restaurant or bar you see people two people eating dinner across the table from each other texting yeah maybe they're texting each other whatever they're doing but not like i can't even (laughs) comprehend what you just said my mind just exploded all over the studio (laughs) like people sitting across from each other at a table texting Mm -hmm. each other i i I don't i don't understand that i don't know if they're really texting each other but they're texting or checking their phones although i do know of groups of people where they'll sometimes i've heard the story before where they like two of the five are texting each other right commentary on the tape on like the group Right. So, right. So here's a suggestion and it's just an idea. And I I don't mean to sound like I'm prosecuting everybody who's on their phone a lot. Although I do find the city, you know, I, I, I do have trouble with that, especially people walking up from the subway, looking at their phone, bumping into people or just even walking down the street. I say this all the time. When I was a kid, if you told me that you walked down the street reading a book, I'd say you were an idiot. And now everyone's walking down the street reading a book. So um, it's just, you know, 
I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> I forgot my thought. So the thing is that I think it's about in moderation, like we talk about on the show, mm-hmm. like we've talked about tonight. And there's a time and a place. But, oh, I know what it was. What I find this whole selfie world is about, it's about approve of me. Give me more approval. Can I get some more approval? I need some more approval. Can you approve of me? Did you text me? Did you call me? Can I get some more approval? Now, I am a recovering people pleaser as well. So I got that in me, and I I've look for validation in the wrong places in my life. But I try and practice approving of myself, and I suggest to clients all the time. I'm like, don't ask for approval. Give it. You know, try and, well, and also give it to other people. Like instead of trying to get it from them, try and give it to them. You know, try and focus on other people, but also to yourself, to your point. And that's something I try and practice, you know, and I, I, I really try and use my phone as much as possible for communication. And when I find, you know, oh, you know, I want to, and I don't go on Facebook a lot, but sometimes I'm like, oh, if I put this Facebook post on, I wonder if people will like it. And, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just looking for approval. I'm going to put it up there because I like it. And I'm going to have something on my timeline that I can look at in the future, you know. I think the irony here, too, is that um, it's the very it's the very thing we're suggesting to take a break from that could feed into approving of each uh, of each other, because if we're all everybody's looking to feel wanted and needed and, you know, I was and I'm totally going to date myself, but I was addicted to the CB radio because I was like this lonely, nerdy, you know, teenager and whatever that was, the late 70s. And I would race. I was addicted to that thing because those were my friends and I found my sense of validation um, and sort of affiliation through this weird little mechanism hanging in my family room. And, um, you know, I've since grown out of that. I think I've come a long way, I'd like to think. Um, but I think, you know, that's a lot of the reason, like you said, that people are so into, like, am I, it's like when you land on a plane and suddenly you check how many messages. Am I wanted? Am I missed? Am I needed? Is, some, is someone looking for me? Mm-hmm. If everybody put down their technology and looked each other in the eye and had active listening conversations and gave each other a sense of attention, we wouldn't have the same void that this technology is theoretically filling, even though I think it's all a big farce, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah. No, and I think part of it is when you get off the plane, you want to check your emails yeah. and, and you, maybe you're waiting on business email or something like that. I mean, it's Understood. just, it's, na- yeah. it's natural. But again, I think it's in moderation. And it's, you know, the thing I want to address is the energy and spiritually what's going on with all this technology. Because, I mean, we have more technology going on than in the history of the earth. And I think that affects what people are feeling and the vibe that's out there and the franticness, the franticness. Is that a word? It is now. Oh, there you go. Sure. So, but in the 70s, it's like the thing about the 70s and the 80s is things were a little bit calmer in a way. The, the vibe was a little bit warmer. It wasn't as digital. And I call it the Kodak generation. You know, it, things were a little more from a Kodak commercial back then, even in the way the world felt. And so sometimes when I go out, and this is really for Gen Xers, I guess, but or anyone who's you know older than that as well, when I go out into the world, I can almost feel it in the air, this buzz of digitalization that's all over the place. And sometimes that's why I leave my phone at home. Yeah. I'm just trying to focus on a tree yeah. or <laughs> taking a breath and exhaling, you know? Yeah, no, but there, but there, and there is. I mean, that's literally not to get into the whole science and I'm no expert, but electromagnetically that is floating around in our air. And so not, and you know, just in our space. So not only is it impacting our sort of energetic fields, it's also impacting our attention spans. It's raising generations of people whose brains are made very differently for better and worse. I'm not, you know, probably shouldn't judge it Mm. um, because there's a lot of, you know, interesting um, benefits to it as well. But there's an attention span deficit that's really, I think, very pervasive because we're so used to being overstimulated now with short attention span you know entertainment and conversations and all of that yeah and sometimes it just creates more anxiety so i think that's the value of taking a break from your cell phone taking a break from a computer Mm -hmm. maybe leave it at home for a couple of hours or even a day so with that (laughs) this is the end of another episode of the robin callie show if you want to reach us we're at hello at the robin Anything you want to say, Callie? Um, and you can check out all. Nicole is here to help us create more of a presence on social media. So you could check us out on on what, Nicole? Face our Facebook page, little Instagram action, little Twitter. Twitter but we're, yeah, we're still okay. And on Snapchat, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, maybe we'll do a little Snapchat at some point too. There you go. You're yeah. su- you're such a Snapchatter. Oh, I know. So I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Thanks, y'all. Take care. <laughs>